Welcome to the Leadership Sensei Radio, the small business podcast where we go long form with business owners and experienced leaders on what it takes to succeed in business today. I am your host, Brett Morrison. If you're a first-time listener, welcome along. If you're coming back and tuning in again, I thank you. It is you, the listeners who make this show matter. So let's get this started. Christian Oakley is our guest this week, and he shares his personal story on how he turned his passion for martial arts into a highly successful, multiple, international award-winning martial art academy in Melbourne, Australia. For the mums and dads listening to this podcast, if you have the kids with you in the car at the moment, it might be a good time to turn the volume down or come back and listen to the podcast at a later time. There are a couple of bad words in this that you may not want the kiddies to hear. Welcome, Chris. Welcome along to the Leadership Sensei podcast. Thanks, Brett. Pleasure to be here. For our listeners out there tonight, I'd just like to say a warm welcome to you, Chris. Thank, Thank you, you very much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you. Uh, Chris has been a long-term friend of mine. Uh, I've known each other. We've known each other for many years now, actually. Uh, 17. About 17 years, yep. it is. Absolutely. And uh, I guess our history goes back through a lot of martial arts, a lot of training, and uh, the friendship's grown from there. But one thing that I have... Uh, really admired you from I guess almost from a distance is the way you've grown your business and the way that you've gone about your business yes so uh, we'll just get straight into it and uh, if you can okay. just tell us a bit about yourself uh, as let's let's start at the beginning as a child so what, what sort of child were you I, I was uh, very adventurous yeah um, I uh, oh, that's a tough question I feel that um, I was always looking for excitement. So I'd always go out, I'll be looking to make stuff. I'll be looking to build things, pull things apart. Uh, I'm looking, like I had a radio, I pulled that apart because I wanted to know how it worked. Um, my parents eventually said, we're not buying you anything electronic because I've just pulled it <laughs> apart. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, but I want to know how things work. Um, yeah, so I was always outside doing stuff with my mates, uh, not getting up to trouble, just, we're just, we're just doing what kids do, muck around in backyards, you know, build contraptions. We ended up building birdhouses, I remember, building uh, skateboard ramps. Um, we're always outside, always yeah. doing something, riding nice. our bikes, going down to the local creek and pretending that we're fishing. Yep. You know, this is the stuff that I remember. Um, uh, we'll go down to uh, over the hill where the golf course is back in the country town that I come from. And, yeah, we'll set up cubby houses at someone's property. I don't know whose property it was, but it was in one of their, one of their paddocks. <laughs> we had tons of fun. <laughs> so, Fantastic. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just very an outdoorsy kind of person that I, that I like doing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's great to hear. And what I really love about that is hearing that sense of adventure come through. And what a lot of people don't realise that when they go into business, it takes a sense of adventure to do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I think one of my dreams as a kid was to open up a a, uh, a business. So that's what oh, I really? wanted to do. Yeah, yeah as a kid, yep. um, as a teenager, I suppose. So, what age do you, can can you remember? Like a, a a moment in time, or was there an event that occurred that you can remember? Right, when I get older, I want to start a business. Uh, I think it was when I was about 15 or 16, I can't remember, it was year, t- I might have been 15, 
Uh, we were doing home economics as a, a food science um, subject. Yep. Uh, we, were do, we were running a restaurant. That's what we were doing. There's, there's a classroom. We got to run a restaurant and open it up to teachers and students. We just got to do it for one night. And um, yeah, we really balls it up, you know. So, <laughs> so we, had, we had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah. But I thought it was like, I'd like to own a restaurant. I think I'd like to make this work. That's yeah. what I want to do. So um, previously I wanted to go into the army and be a soldier. Yeah. Uh, but that changed. Overnight. Um, literally. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely literally. And uh, so I wanted to, be, wanted to be a chef. That's what I wanted to be. So um, when I left school, Yep, I wasn't a chef. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sense of adventure. I became yeah. a butcher. Okay. I yeah. So, uh, but you know, sort of related. It is. It's kind of in the food industry. Yeah. So yeah. So that's a different yeah. path. So how did that? How did that all, all eventuate? Uh, I've never really, as a kid, had the opportunity to follow through on completing something. There's always, yeah. I'd always found that. Uh, I'd always be a, I was always a late bloomer or I was too late for something or I'd missed a day or something I couldn't get to finish a particular project the way I'd wanted to finish it so six months in at being a butcher I kind of like no nah, I don't want to do this yep. yeah, instead of just you know walking out and quitting I decided I'm going to do the full term so I did five years as a butcher four okay. years plus another year uh, um, but what I did was I was able to network with other restaurants that, that, the, okay. that the, uh, the butchering industry was supplying to. So I was able to yep. network to other restaurant owners uh, and be able to go, you know, I, I want to be, be a chef. You know, that's, I want to come into that industry. Right, but I, yeah. I want to finish this first. Yep. Finish being a butcher first, get that ticket, and then I want to come in and learn how to cook. Right. Um, so that's where that eventuated from. Yeah. And then a dream came out of... I've got a ticket as a butcher. Uh, I'm becoming a chef. I'm in doing my apprenticeship as a chef. How about when I open my restaurant right next door, because I know the margins and how much we'll actually save, yeah. I open a butcher shop next door. Entrepreneur thinking, absolutely thinking, oh, that's like, and then working in a in a in a in a restaurants in restaurants and cafes, we tend to go through a lot of bread. Okay. And desserts yep. and comes like, oh, you know what? I'll open up a bakery next door. How's that? You know, so yep. so I had all this this thing worked out up until the age of around about twenty five. Well, wow. yeah, that's uh, that's where that came about. A self contained business. Yeah, yeah. So it supports each other. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So three individual businesses, but they all supporting the one supporting main each focus. Other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, yeah, but that never eventuated. Okay, that's okay. Yep. <laughs> other things happened. Okay, so what, what were those other things? Uh, okay, so um, uh, I decided, I think in the late 90s, I wanted to buy a house and kind of like yep. the path that I was on at that time, going from job to job, I, I wasn't able to get the credibility from the finance from the bank because yeah. of that. So I, I decided to, to stick to it and I'm going to go and get the best job I could get. Yep. And the best job that I could get was working in a five-star hotel, wow. which I yep. did for five years. Yep. So I was in that time, I was able to buy my house. But over that time, I realized that I didn't want to be a chef. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that took that time, and then it took so, me another four years to yeah. get out of that. So what was that 
like for you? What was that? What were the things or the signs for you that started telling you that, hey, I don't want to do this anymore? I wasn't happy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'd go... I'd go to work and that's what it was and yeah. I'll do my job and I really couldn't wait to get out. And yeah. uh, I'm one of those guys who once again follow things through. Yeah. I'll make sure my job is done so yeah. that when I come in the next day, I don't have to work as hard. Yeah, That was my philosophy. I th- and in my head, I thought there has to be a way where I can put all this effort into something and it will stay done. Yeah, never happens. But <laughs> I, I was naive. Yeah, that's what I wanted to happen. Yeah, um, uh, I, I pretty much so had a very good routine within this five-star hotel where I was yeah. good at what I was doing. Yeah, but it, that's what it was. It was a routine. Yeah, and it just was monotonous. It was the same thing day in day out. Uh, I tried to get inventive. I tried to make things more exciting. That was the adventure man yeah. is coming out. I was like, you know, I stirred the pot a little bit. Just, just yeah. tried to go, well, where can it go next? What can I do next? Um, and just found that I was just beating my head against a, a dead stump, mm. you know? So, yeah. So, was that, did you find that was the, the bureaucracy of working in a five-star hotel? Or was it just that you just lost your passion for what you were doing? Yeah, I lost my passion. I think um, after I left the five-star hotel, I worked in a big catering company. And I'd just finished, uh, well, I hadn't finished. I was on my eighth straight day. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of getting to the money together. So my yeah. eighth straight day of working and I got an apprentice upset. All because her knife was on, was facing the wrong way. And I had this image of an, another chef that I used to work for. Was, he was just a prick. But anyway, yeah. and I had... I. I've thought, my God, I've turned into that person. Yeah, I didn't want that, but I didn't want that. I didn't want to be that person. So I went to the head chef and I said, "Please don't roster me on again. That's, I'm quite happy to stop all everything, forfeit everything, forfeit all my holiday pay and everything like that. Just I just don't want to do this anymore." And I walked out. Well, yeah, that was it. I made it. Just made a big decision, and it's like, that's it. Don't want to do that anymore. Okay. Yeah. So it's uh, it was irresponsible looking back yep um but i think there was other plans in the making at that time yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. okay and where did that lead you it led me led me to commit more because all the time that i've uh was in the workforce i'd been doing martial arts yeah uh and two years before i decided i didn't want to do want to didn't want to work for someone else uh, or didn't want to be a chef I opened up my own business, me and a good mate of mine, Sean Brewster. Yep. Uh, we opened up a martial arts school in a number of places, not just one place, yep. but a number of places. Actually, listeners would know, know of Sean from podcast number one. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, yeah, he's a... Uh, so we come up with a style that is uh, user-friendly for not only for us, but hopefully for everybody else who's out yeah. there. That's what, we, that's what we come up with. And that had been running for two years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was pretty much so burning the candle at both ends. I think that's the, the tipping yeah. point as well. Because you sort of understate that a little bit, don't you? When you say that, you know, you'd always sort of done martial arts, when you say you'd done martial arts, you were teaching martial arts. You had schools in multiple locations yes. around Victoria. 
pretty much. Yeah. And, and one end of Melbourne to the other. And yeah, yeah. And also down Geelong and Geelong, uh, Bannockburn was out the other side of Geelong. Yep. Yeah, yeah, as well as doing your chefing work, which Absol- was probably yeah. at all hours of the day and night as well. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. So five thirty starts in the morning, and I'll probably finish walk out lock up at around about ten thirty at night. Yeah. Yeah. So a long days. They, they were long, long days, days weren't yeah. they? But uh, I, I knew I could do that because I've done it before. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd worked as a butcher and a chef at the same time. Yeah. 5.30 start, 12 o'clock finish. Yeah. <laughs> I've done, done that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I've done the hard yards. I've done, excuse French, I've done the shit work. Yeah. Uh, I've put in, I've, tr- I've pretty much, so looking back, unbeknown to me, I trained myself to work hard. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's a work ethic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. It is. It is. Yeah, but it's, it's all about working smart, though. Yeah, and like I think a lot of that work ethic um, is is that personal discipline, isn't it? And yes. Sean and I had a discussion around this actually on the on the podcast with, uh, that I did with him, and it's around about people's commitment to themselves. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and yeah. backing themselves, but yep. also committing to hard work. And owning a business is hard work doesn't have to like it's not always hard work but there, there's a period of time especially when you first start where you have to build a lot of momentum to get a business off the ground mm. whether it's going to be an internet business or a physical business like you you literally have bricks and mortar so you your dojo your your martial art academy here is is a big concern mm. um but it still takes a lot of momentum to get that going at the start yeah you know what you know what you know what i find was the hardest job the hardest work was working on me. Yeah. You know, that Mostly was the said. hardest. That was to find out who am I? Yeah. What am I going to do? And why would, I suppose, a 30-year-old, why would a 40 or a 50-year-old ex- martial arts experienced person come and learn from me? Why would yeah. they do that? It's, it's where's my credibility? Where's, where's my tickets? Where's, where is all this stuff? You know, where's it going to come from? You yeah. know, um, so all that hard work i suppose prepared me mentally i suppose and yeah it's i don't think running my business is i find is easy yeah that's easy for me yeah but what i found the hardest part was that age between from when you leave school yeah to about the age of 30 35 yeah when you go that time that 10 15 years what am I going to do? Where am I going to go? Yeah. Who am I going to do it with? Who am I again? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, what is the pur- what is the purpose of being here? And that's what you yeah. that's what your search is, you know. So, I had no pur- I had no real purpose except for to get up in the morning, go to work, look forward to teaching my students in the afternoon. The next day I'll be training uh, yeah. and, and it's that and it's the, the repetition going over and over and over and over again. To, to get whatever you want. Yeah. So how much do you think of all those things in the past, even if they seem unrelated at the time, have come together to help you be who you are right now? Everything. Every yeah. single part of it. There's not a, not a day that I would say, with the way my, I was brought up as a child, to my experience as a 20-year-old, to my experience as a 30, 35 and a 40 year old moving into my 40s, every day is relevant. Yeah. Every second is relevant. Every moment is, every, every person is relevant. 
so to who I am today, you know. So just by talking to you, that's relevant to me for my future, whatever that is, you know. Yeah. So um, uh, as you know, I was talking to a student before. That's that was relevant to me. Everything yeah. that was to to listen to her story, you know. It's um, it's to me. It's I'm privileged. I feel yeah. privileged. I feel honoured. People yeah. like yourself come and talk to me about their stories. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's where that's at. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> so, that's good. Yeah, so uh, every, everything's relevant. You know? Yeah, it is. And quite often I see people and I talk to people and they're not too sure what they're doing, how, how it relates to where they want to be. And half the time they don't know where they want to be to start with anyway. Um, all they know is that where they are is not where they want to be now. And it's interesting to see because I know I've done a lot of various things over the years and people go, well, how are they connected? But they, they do tend to come together. Like the experiences that you get from each of those activities Absolutely. come together yeah. to, to make you who you are but also give you insights into different aspects of, as you said, of yourself yep. which allows you, especially when you come into a business, the more you understand yourself, the easier it will be you to have to I, yeah it's one thing i've very much learned is you got to back yourself yeah and if you know that you're going to stuff up in an area yeah. just be honest about it yeah I, I think that's what that's the key you know uh you know you could you know you could do i'm a i, I run a martial arts school my experience is food yeah so how is that relevant to what i do I spent, uh, what was that, 88 to, to 06. So that's 18 years in the food industry. Yeah. 18 years in the food industry and I'm a martial artist. Yeah. What the fuck happened? Sorry. <laughs> so, so what's relevant? Every second is relevant. Yeah. Because it's the experiences that you have that makes you who you become. Yeah. And as a 20-year-old, you might not know what that is yet. You might be yeah. walking around, I want to do this, I want to do that. Da, 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 hey, I recommend choose one thing yeah. and do that for 12 months, see yeah. what happens. Yeah, you know, it's not so advice. It does, you don't have to be right. You don't, you don't need to be wrong. Well, you don't need to make everyone else wrong. You just do what you think is right at that moment. If it doesn't yeah. work out, it doesn't work out. But guess what? You're more the wiser for it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's really good advice. Now... Was there ever anyone that shaped your thinking towards yeah. getting into business? Towards getting into business? Yeah. No. I wanted to open a restaurant. Okay. And you know why it. I wanted to open a restaurant? I wonder why I become a, sh- want to become a chef. You want to know why? Do I really want to know why? Yes, you do. <laughs> okay. You want to know why? Because uh, I can eat whenever I want. Yeah. That's why I want to be a chef. Because... Well. You know, I'm not a big person anyway. No, absolutely. So I can get a feed whenever I want. Yeah. It never really worked out that way because I was did, too busy. You're too busy cooking it. You're too busy cooking it. Yeah. But just I could get a, a free feed. I don't yeah. have to worry about going out to buy food because yep. I can just cook it in the <laughs> kitchen in the restaurant and just eat it afterwards or before work. You know, just come in early and do that and look after myself yeah. that way. So I barely had any food in my little bungalow at the back of someone's house. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so so you didn't have to worry about it. Didn't have to worry about it. That was... Uh, that was that's why. That's one of the real reasons why I want to become open up a restaurant so I can just eat whenever I want. Home, home from away from home. That's it. 
Nice. So yeah, yeah. Sorry, on a sidetrack, but yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> so went, went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, go as often as we but can. But I noticed your eyes lit up when I said, "Was there been someone that influenced you?" Yes. Yeah, there was someone who influenced me. Um, I went to a business seminar back when I was twenty-five, and it was in. It was. Uh, what hotel? There? That's no, I can't think. It was on Queens Road. Yeah, anyway, it was in Melbourne. And uh, I just, I was introduced to one of the speakers by one of my friends at the time. And uh, he asked me who I was. Uh, I still can't remember who this guy is, but uh, he asked me who I was, asked me how old I was. And I I was 25. I said, I'm 25. And he goes, oh, three more of those and you'll be 100. What have you done the last 25 that you're going to do in the next 25? And I couldn't answer him. He wanted to know my story which is yeah. what you're asking yeah now. Absolutely, absolutely but i couldn't answer him i didn't yeah it's like i i don't know i really didn't know which you hadn't thought that far ahead no no way i was like you know i was trying to make ends meet yeah making sure i get my wage at the end of the week and so i go and party all weekend which most 25 year olds do most 25 yeah. year olds did and you do that yeah you know? so um so yeah and it's like it's kind of stung me a bit yeah and i'll be 50 25 years well I don't know that was actually a long time 25 years but if I do that again I'll be 50 what can I say I've done yeah how do I how can I say so he got me thinking nice yeah so it got me reconnecting with what do I want to do yeah so I started I started doing my martial arts a little bit more seriously I I also looked at going into the five-star hotels and all that sort of stuff. So that was around about that time. Yeah. 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 So so there's a path could have gone anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a turning point. And it's interesting, isn't it, when we have those moments that you can remember very clearly what those moments are. Yeah. Yes. And some people will act on it like you did. Yeah. And other people will just go, oh, that was nice. Yeah. And they'll just keep going through life as if nothing's ever happened i love those moments every time i see them go past me (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. as captain jack sparrow says (laughs) yeah absolutely and uh i know i had a person say to me once oh you know you're really lucky you get a lot of you know you get given a lot of opportunities and i said well look i don't believe i'm any luckier than anybody else yeah i don't believe i get any more opportunity than anybody else yep i work hard Mm. and the harder i work the luckier i get yep but I also believe that when opportunity knocks, you should open the door. Absolutely. And some people reach, hear the door knocking yep. and they ignore they, it. They choose to keep it closed because there's a lot of fear yeah. that keeps them safe. Yes. And it's up to people to take that chance sometimes. It is. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For yeah. sure. You've got to make you to take that leap, whatever leap that is. It could be a tiny step. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I I I tell my students. And I can make this in relevance to life. L- life is uh, is an open book. Yeah. But every day is your page. Yeah. If you don't get involved with your day, tear out that page. Yeah. And you've got to do that page again the next day. So what would you do when you wake up in the morning every day? Yeah. What kind of page do you want to write? But that's only one page that one day. For the whole year, it's 356 pages. For 10 years, it's 
It's at 3,560. Yeah. yeah. So, but you go to 30 years, that gets, gets thicker and it gets thicker as what information you put onto that page that is relevant to who you are when you're 30 or 40 years old because each yeah. page is your day. Yeah. Each page is your experience. Yeah. You know, I, I put that in relevance to martial arts on the mat. Each, each training session is a page yeah. in your martial arts book. Absolutely. So, what book are you writing? Yeah. You know, is it and how is it written? Yeah. You know, and who's writing it? Are you listening to other people, or are you listening to yourself? Yeah. And so often, when people start out in business, they listen to everybody else. There's um, a there's a conflict going on at the moment. Uh, there is a external conflict and an internal conflict. Yep. The external conflict is I'm listening to what everybody else is saying, and the internal conflict is that I'm agreeing with what everyone else is saying, and I shouldn't be doing what they sh- what they're asking me not to do, or just yep. saying you can't do it. So is this going on for you right now, or is this something that's happened for you in the yes, past? Yes, it's happened in the past. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I'm too busy. Yeah. I'm too busy. It's one thing uh, I think with our parents is that, uh, and you could probably attain to this is that. You know, you 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 need to listen. Yeah. Do as you're told and listen. Why aren't you listening to me? Yeah. The fact is, I don't know. With every kid, they are listening to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And the they're watching everything. And the problem you do. is, is that as adults, we're not listening to the child. Yeah. So how do we listen to the child within as an adult? Yes. You know, and that comes down to experience. You know. Yeah. So, um, are you really listening to yourself, or are you just listening to someone else's voice yeah and whose voice is that yeah yeah so Which comes sorry that's getting deep sorry <laughs> no that's okay but yeah. uh, as an element to like i quite often say to a lot of the clients that i i work with that owning a business is the best self-development program you'll ever take and having a child uh, yep. yeah yeah <laughs> and having a child yeah. well, well owning a business is like having a child yes it? it is yeah, you know, it, yeah absolutely yeah yeah absolutely and yeah comes with so many different elements and challenges on a day-to-day basis yep um, and you, sometimes you know what's coming and some days you don't no that's right and those days are very exciting yeah 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 and it's, and it's nice to hear you say that you see them as exciting because a lot of people just throw their hands up in the air and some people walk away yep and some people just close down completely and others people see it exciting and they just see it as that extra boost to keep going yeah and in in the business especially in small business where it is your livelihood as well it is yep um it's interesting to see how some people respond or, or yeah. they react to the challenges that come their way yeah what i loved hearing from that experience when you said that you met that person that influenced you and even though you may not remember who that person was the effect has been lasting yeah and one of those effects was you actually knuckling down and committing yourself more to your martial arts yeah so even though you like before you're saying look i was in the food industry for 18 years and now i'm a martial artist mm. at some point you were you were both well even i think for the whole point for yeah, the whole point because when i both, yeah. yeah as soon as i started in the workforce you were training i was training yeah so that's that because i had the money to do it yeah so to pay for it yeah know, so i had that um and i had that I suppose you call it the luxury. Yeah. I've gone, I found something that I want to do yep. for me and, yeah. and I can pay for it myself. I didn't have to go to someone else and ask for money. Yeah. And I hate asking for money and yep. I hate being, you know, going to the bank asking for a loan. That was, yeah. a, that was a big challenge. Yeah. 
Um, but sometimes you have to ask for help and it's okay. Yeah. But to able to go, I, I pay for this myself. Yeah. Because that's what I want. Yeah. It's a lot more rewarding. Yeah. It is. Mm. That's great. Mm. At what, well, I guess we know what point you transition from just being something that you love to do to being a business because yep. you started your business. Yep. Um, how have you found that impacts on your love for what you do? Because sometimes when people start doing their passion as a business, yeah. it's no longer a passion. It becomes work for them. Yeah. So how, how have you managed that space? Fill the bucket. Fill your own bucket. Find stuff that you love to yep. do. You know? So, um, yeah, it has been. I think uh, for, I think same with uh, many people, at this time of the year, leading up to Christmas, yeah. is a very stressful time. And observing my behavioural patterns and my uh, my staff behavioural patterns and my students' behavioural patterns, October, November, December is a crazy time of the year and a lot of people get stressed out, yeah. including myself. Yeah. So right now I'm at a point where how do I... Just, just starting in November, how do, how do I recognize when this happens? Um, and how, what do I do? You know, do I throw my hands up? Like, oh, I want to quit. Oh, that's it. I've had enough. I don't want to quit. Oh, it's like, do I do that? Or do I go, well, what is the real story? What is really happening? Um, there are always going to be stressful moments. And if you throw your hands up and quit every time it becomes stressful, that's you're just going to go downhill. Yeah. So the, I suppose the question is, is that uh, the answer to your question is that I fill my own bucket. I fulfill myself. So how do I yeah. fulfill myself? Talking to people, listening to their stories, getting out in networking and uh, having someone who's reliable to get my job done. So that's, yeah. yeah, at the end of the day, you know, so I have a good staff. I have a good group of staff here. Yeah. Um, who who can who can take up any any stress that I have yeah I have a lot of stuff that's going on in my head and yep. sometimes I just blur I just yep. blurt it out and Get they go down. do you mean this and I go yes can you do that for me yes oh, okay cool yeah yeah and that just sort of relieves a little bit of tension that goes on inside my head yeah but I see it not just within myself I see it right across the board with every student every yeah. parent even my staff members because there's a lot of pressure at this time of the year to make other people happy yeah. that we forget to make ourselves happy. Yeah. So how do we make ourselves happy? I went kayaking yesterday Absolutely. with a good friend. Yep. So, Sean. Um, so I was able to get out and do that. So like I'm able to come in this week and I'm more ref refreshed. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow we're going to a business seminar. I'm looking forward to that. I, it's... I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, and it just, this, what I do here helps facilitate that. Yes. To get out and to see what someone else is doing. Yeah. To listen to motivational speakers, to listen to other people's ideas, you know, and get excited about stuff that's totally irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know? But sometimes it is relevant yeah. too, isn't it? And it's relevant yeah. and it's irrelevant. So, yeah. so uh, and it, it's just, um, finding those points and knowing where to go from that point yeah you know so is it relevant is it irrelevant who cares yeah. you know 
the thing is that you've got something out of it. What is what's that one thing you can take away? Yeah. You know, for me, it's hanging out with great people. Yeah. Networking, talking. Yeah. You know. So and and a key to that, I think, is intent. So knowing that yeah. you're doing something for a purpose as yes. opposed to just doing something because it's a habit. Correct. And yeah. like, I'm not against habits because if they're good, solid habits and they're, they're serving you, mm-hmm. then and I believe people should cultivate those type of habits. Yep. This is where discipline comes into it. Yep. But a lot of people send their life on autopilot like they're in a trance. Uh-huh. And they come home from work and they sit down, they have That's dinner. The and, they, and, it's, and it's part of the routine. You know, they sit the down, routine. they watch TV for a few yep. hours and they go to bed. Yeah. Whereas when you say you're having, like, you take time to fill that bucket, like, there's intent behind that. So, yep. like, tomorrow, it's not just a day out. No, it's not. You know, you hang on with some great people. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, and you're going to be hearing the great speakers. Yes. Yeah, and for sure, for sure. You look. The intent is to get something for your business. Yep. But something for the soul. Absolutely, but yeah. at, at some point you're still learning something, and, and I think as long as we're learning, we're growing. Yeah. And that's good for you as an individual. Yeah. Yep. It's also good for the business. Yeah. And it's good for your team to see that you're out growing yourself. Yes. Which is yeah. important as well. Yeah, I think that's that. That's the fire. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a fire because I've got to I've got to motivate them. Yeah. So how do I fill their bucket? And how do I teach them to fill their yeah. bucket? I'm doing it with 250 students. Yeah. So how do I fill their bucket and yeah. get them to learn how to fill it? That's a that's a challenge. Yeah. You know I don't know how the some of the schools are doing it with uh, thousands of students. Yeah. You know even school teachers. Yeah. You know you've got these mopey teenagers hanging around for six hours a day. How do you fill their bucket without emptying your own? Know, so mm. it's like, how do you do that? And yeah. uh, I think that's really comes down to, I think, uh, compassion and empathy and love. That's a big part of it. That's for yourself. Yeah. No, for yourself, for oh, first and foremost. Absolutely. That self-care. Yeah. yeah. Is vital. Yeah. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And that's that positive self-talk. You know, it doesn't have to be egotistical. No. It's just got to be realistic and be real don't fake yeah. it you know so you gotta be honest with yourself yeah and yeah. i believe you hit on it earlier when you said children will listen to every word you say yep. and they will watch what you do yep and if your students are seeing you fill your bucket yep and they're seeing you take care of yourself yep and your team are seeing you do that yep it's the loudest words you can ever say yes even if you're not saying anything yes because you're saying so much just through your actions and, and they yeah, will sure. watch and yeah look at everything you're so you do right yeah and analyze it and scrutinize it and pull it apart and, and make judgments it. on it yeah they'll project onto you absolutely hell yeah, <laughs> they're gonna yeah. Just, so all their experiences and they go well you're doing it for that go, well how do you know yeah how do you know what i'm doing it for you haven't asked me <laughs> so you know it's, it's totally their thoughts on yeah. what they think is happening what's most important is that you think about what you want and what makes you happy yeah. and what is the truth within yourself yeah yeah everyone else can go see you later in a nice kind of way <laughs> you, you know I swear it's like, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> absolutely yeah I think there's a book out with that title The Subtle Art of Not Giving a You're Not Giving a Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. that's the one <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and it's interesting. Uh, it's very empowering when people learn to say no. When they learn how to say no? Yeah. Yeah. And, and they're okay with that. Yeah, so it's no to all those people that tell them how they should be living their life. Yeah. It's, it's a different... Everyone is leading a different life. Yeah. Everybody has a different opinion. What's your opinion? Yeah. And at some point, like you said, you've got to accept your opinion. Yeah. And trust your opinion. Yep. Even if it is wrong, you just got to go, well, how do I make it right? Or make it better. Or make it better. Yeah. And, how, how do, and if, it's, if it's too right, then how do you share that? Yeah. You know, how do you bring that the best out of someone else with that? Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. And that whole giving aspect, I think, is a very important part of business. Yes. Yeah. 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 Very much so. Absolutely. So let's just change tax slightly for a moment. What would you say are some of the biggest challenges, or what would be the biggest challenge that you have faced within your business? Biggest challenge. I think uh, for me is my communication because I know for a fact (laughs) is that what I see inside my head doesn't necessarily come out the right way. (laughs) So so there's two things that are going on. I see a picture inside my head and then I try to explain it. Yeah. And then because I get very excited about it, it comes out too fast. Mm. So tonight... Perfect example, we had uh, 35, 40 kids on the mat and I want to split the class up and yep. I'm going to send my two, two most experienced instructors upstairs with the most experienced students and I'm going to be down with the least experienced instructors downstairs yep. training them. Uh, they somehow thought that it was the other way around. Okay. In my head, I knew what I wanted, <laughs> yeah. but they heard something else or yep. I said something totally different. And, yeah. uh, and being honest, I'm like, going, well, okay, it's not what I wanted. Okay, I, maybe that's what I said, but yeah. let's do it this way. <laughs> so <laughs> I eventually got it the way it needed to be said. Yeah. Uh, you know, I apologized to them afterwards. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry if I, because you know, <laughs> when you communicate with someone, I have this perception is that there are th- there are four different filters that we need to go through. One is what's in my, the first filter is what's in my head. Yep. The second filter is the is what I say. Yeah. The third filter is what you filter is what you hear, and the fourth filter is what you see. Yeah. They're the four filters. Okay, so how do I get through all of those filters? Yeah. And that communication is my biggest challenge. Okay. So and that's what I'm learning. And yeah, so, good. Uh, yeah. So that's. So that's do you literally see pictures in your head? Yeah, I can yeah. make pictures in my head. I can. It's, it's not. Uh, they're not words. Yeah. But they are pictures. Nice. And, and yeah. I see pictures, and then I try to explain it. Yeah. You know. So yeah. Excellent. Yeah. And I ask that question because you, you you know I do a lot of work in this space with communications and and the way people have different styles of communicating. Yeah. And there are yep. people who see quite literally they see things in pictures. Yep. And that works very well for them. Yep. Images, yeah, Im- yeah. Im- images, and yeah. and sometimes it's colours, and sometimes it's a, it might be a vision, or sometimes it's an, an idea, a smell, yeah, yeah, and and when they, like you said, try to put that into words, it sometimes gets lost in translation. It does, yeah, and it, and that's okay. it comes even harder if the other person yeah. doesn't see in pictures. 
because uh-huh. you're trying to describe a picture and they're trying to put it into a list <laughs> or or they're trying to put it into um, yes. some sort of auditory musical line or whatever it's going to be, you know. And some people are quite literal and others are looking for the hidden meaning and you're just going, man, I just want this. And, it, and like you said, it's very clear in your head, but yeah. then the challenge to get that across to the members of your team 250 students you've got the whole range of communication styles on the floor yep and this is the thing with when people are working on themselves and learning how to communicate better yes communication impacts every relationship we have (laughs) yes indeed especially if you know you're married yeah uh, absolutely and your your kids and you know welcome to married listeners yeah welcome to all married listeners I'm sure you have (laughs) worked this out already Um, but it does and it impacts and I know a lot of the work I do is in a corporate sense. Yeah. And I, I tell the people who I'm working with in these big corporations, I'm there going, this isn't just about work. This is about the stuff at home. Uh-huh. Like I said, so, you know, your wife, your husband, your kids, your mother, your father, um, cousins, brothers, sisters. It can be the person at the news agents. We have relations with everybody. And the way we communicate is a big part of that, whether it be the words we use, our body posture, all those things play a part in how we It's an essential part of survival. It is. It is absolutely essential. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Which is good. Mm. Nice. What are you doing to overcome that or to improve upon that? I think is um, first of all is uh, acknowledging that you have a communication issue. Yeah, I think that's the that's the biggest one. Uh, that's how do I overcome it? You know what? It's going to be the rest of my life. Yeah. So I'm not going to be the best communicator tomorrow or even today. Oh, tomorrow never comes, but you know, yeah, I can dream on. Um, but I know that it will get better, and with that, I'm going to learn by making the mistakes. So mm. I have to, I have to stuff up. I have to make the mistakes, um, but I can't hang on to them yeah. and drag me down with it. I might go just admit it. Yep, yep. cool. Uh, possibly I said that. Yes, I did say that. Uh, I didn't mean it that way. There's all that sort of stuff. Yeah, you know, because yeah, people read into what you say and they turn it around and put something else into it. They can know? do. Yeah, and it's like that's ridiculous. So yep. that's not what I said. so yeah Yeah. Um, so yeah and then you have to sort of communicate in a more empathetic way I suppose with that with that particular person who twists your words around it's like try and find out what it is about them but it's it's always ongoing so what you know so how am I how am I uh, 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 changing it it's always changing yeah yeah and so. sometimes they don't even twist the words. They just put a different meaning to it. Yep. Yeah, they do. That's their own meaning. It's not yeah, mine. Abso- absolutely. Yeah. And um, the challenge in that, I think, or the growth out of that is not taking it personally. Yeah, no, I don't do that. Uh, that's not my problem. That's their problem. Yeah. You know, so, you know, it's just the way it is. Yep. And um, clarifying it and going, yeah. okay. Now, what do you want clarified? Yeah. yeah. Did you mean it by this? No. This is what I meant. Yeah. And it's, it is what it meant. It is, yeah. You know, this contraption is black. Yeah. But you want to say it has 
grey stuff on it and writing. Yeah. And I was like, mm, it, to me, it's black. Yeah. Because yeah, I haven't got my glasses on. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's writing on there, I can't yeah. see that. To that's me, it's black. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's mm. yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Your business has been going there for a while? Yes. How long? Uh, we started in 05, so for 12 years. Yeah, coming up to 13 yep. years. I was going to say it's been over 10. Yeah. So what, what still drives you to keep it going? Making a difference. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot my lady, the person who wrote it, but there's a story of a... St- and I, I repeat this to my staff quite a lot. There's a story of... A st- of uh, a man, a writer, who wakes up every morning to walk along a, this phenomenally long beach. Yeah. And it was this one morning he got up to go for a walk after a storm and on the beaches was thousands and thousands of starfish. And he's just walking along and he sees another little boy. He sees an, an old man that sees a little boy picking up those starfish, chucking it back in the ocean. Um, and then every now and then pick up one, chuck it in there, take a couple more steps, pick up another one, chuck it in the ocean. And when he comes up to the, the boy, he asks, well, why, why are you doing that? And it's like there's thousands, hundreds of, hundreds of thousands of these starfish. What difference is it going to make? And the little boy picks up starfish, throws it with vigorous into the ocean and says, it'll make a difference to that one. So why do I do what I do? I do what I do to make a difference. Yeah. And really I see myself as that arrogant ego old man and I need to listen to the little boy. Yeah. I need to make that difference. And I need to make that difference for that little boy, for me. You yeah. Know? Um, so that's why I do what I do. Um, and if I can make a difference to one person, what can that person do for someone else? And that's, that's why I live what I do. That's what gets me out of the bed in the morning. Yep. Um, aside from my kids jumping on me. Uh, yeah, <laughs> waking up. Yeah. Yeah, or not waking up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, um, yeah. Right, they're, they're nearly teenagers. That'll stop soon. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes it's, it's already stopping. <laughs> yeah. God bless them. Speaking of um, getting up in the morning. Yes. What does your typical day look like? Because a lot of business owners... I think have a perception of what a business owner's day, or sorry, people who are thinking about going to business, yep. have have a perception of what a business owner's day is like. So, like getting up, hopping in your Porsche, driving down to the coffee shop, having a latte. But the reality is, can sometimes be quite different. So, yeah, my uh, first of all, I'd like to stipulate that I do not have a Porsche. I drive a Toyota Rav Four. I love my Toyota Rav Four, and this is not sponsored by Toyota. It is not sponsored by Toyota, but my Rav Four does want to grow up to be a okay. Hilux. Okay, <laughs> so bit of water. It just hopefully <laughs> a bit of water. water yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, uh, a typical day. I have two typical days throughout my week. Uh, one day is uh, I wake up with my kids and my yep. wife, get them ready for school. Take, yep. take my youngest son to school depending on how my wife feels I take my daughter to school which is a little bit earlier she has to catch a bus okay. I then uh, obviously I have lunch, breakfast with them I then uh, will come into the academy I will do book work yep. um, I will do some uh, YouTubing on just uh, 
looking up motivational speaking, all that sort of stuff. I'll look up uh, stories that people tell, uh, yeah. that kind of pay bills as your per normal stuff. So there's a, there's a part of that which is about personal growth there then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll even do uh, writing, my own writing. Uh, yeah. I'm writing a program at the moment, a leadership program, so I'm doing that. So I'm committing a bit of time to that. Uh, and then, you know, 11.30 comes along and uh, I'll head off into city and I'll train for two hours. Okay. So I'll do some good heavy sweaty stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'll possibly have lunch with the with the guys there um, and then come home, come back here, to come back to the academy, finish off what I was doing in the morning yeah. uh, and then get ready for classes. I'll do classes. I'll, I'll train my instructors to run those classes and then... Uh, so how, how long do those classes go for? An hour each. Okay. Um, so from four till nine at the latest. Okay, so about you know. five hours. Yep. Uh, and, and for those that don't know, you like you're not the instructor that stands at the front and just barks orders either. Like I've, no, no. I've trained with you for a lot of years, and yeah. I know that you're in the middle of it. Yep. Training just as hard as, or yeah, no, not I'm harder than everybody yeah, else. So like we're now example. we're now talking what about seven hours of training a day? Yeah. yeah. I've I sort of I sort of stepped back a little bit yeah. with the amount of training. And sort of moved into the area of coaching. Yep. So coaching nice, my, nice my instructors, you know. Yep. So, um, sort of sort of helping them run the best class of their lives that yep. that moment, you know. Yeah, good. So that's one day. Another day is a little bit more full on, uh, where we have classes all day. So yeah. So uh, that's only two days a week, two and a half days a week. But yeah, same thing. When I wake up, get the kids ready, take them to school. Such a blessing to be able to take my own kids to school yeah absolutely that is, not yeah. very many dads are there no. um and usually the dads are there that are not working yeah but uh, that's changing I've, I've seen a lot of guys that i i've been along to business expos uh before yeah seeing those business men there and they're also dropping their kids off at school nice. you know, so yeah which is which is cool i think know. that's really important that kids get to see that as well but they get to see the male role model yeah um i have the tr- i have the option to pick up my kids after school depending on you know my wife's my wife's availability cindy's availability yep. and you know what she's going through what she's going through on her day and i'm always yep. there to go and be able to pick her up um i have that time flexible yeah um i can have lunch with my wife often yep. um uh yeah so you know that's the flexibility it's i suppose it is a choice to go i'm going to work hard so i can have this yeah Yeah. you know if i want something one thing i've learned through all that hard work that we've talked about earlier if i want something i know how to i'll just work hard till i get it you know so it's probably worth mentioning at this point too that you're talking about spending time with family and the amount of um, what an honour and privilege that really is is that in the early starts parts of your business your wife Cindy was actually a large part of the business yes like, yeah she um, was and set up a lot of processes and systems for the business oh my and god and yeah probably she did heaps and is, that's why I asked the question she's earlier she's dynamite you know yeah so, that's yeah. why I asked the question earlier about what you find some biggest challenges because a lot of people don't have systems and they go oh, I just gain consistency and so it was interesting to see whether that came up for you and it, and it didn't because I think part of that was Cindy said so much time establishing uh, that consistency yeah. and the systems in place. And I know recently she's sort of moved out of the academy and into her own thing again when finding something that she's passionate about, which yep. has been fantastic to see. It's been fantastic for her. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's nice to see that you, 
even though you're both doing your own things that you're both passionate about, you're coming together and finding that time to spend in the middle of the middle of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it, was, it was it was getting a bit monotonous there at one stage, uh, where you know we'd wake up together, go to work together, have lunch together, come home together, everything was together, uh, and then any together time wasn't as special. Yeah, you know, it's a challenge too. I see. Yeah. In small business owners, particularly when yep. the husband and wife are together, yeah. that the the business becomes the focus of the relationship, as opposed to the relationship becoming the focus. If that, yes. if that makes any sense, yeah, it can be quite I th- dangerous. But I think yeah. we, I think you know, we navigated, that we navigated it very well, well and so um, it came to a point. But yeah. I felt like we navigated it quite well, and yeah. we did work together very well. Yeah. Um, yeah so but things had to change you know so yeah um and i'm all the more grateful for what we've been through together yeah so that just makes us i feel like i feel like we're a lot closer together than what it ever been before yeah you know so it's um yeah it's very exciting that's good yeah yeah i've had a lot of comments it's like how how do you work with your wife Uh, i work with her every day that's how i work with her (laughs) (laughs) it's like like, there's no real special skill you're just going to pay attention to each other i think so Mm. yeah Mm. yeah now is there a routine that you have in the morning because a lot of people talk about the importance of having a morning routine then an evening routine is there anything that in particular you do yes uh i wake up get dressed i do check my phone but it's very briefly yeah checking it for, for facebook messages anything okay. yeah um, for, for the for the academy no oh okay no not it just no seriously if, when it comes to work yeah. uh, when it comes to running I, i've been able to learn to separate good yeah so when i wake up i'm at home yeah yeah i get dressed i'm with my kids yep. i'm with my wife uh, sometimes I want to know what's happening in the news, so I'll go to the news. Kind of like you know when yeah. you when your granddad woke up yep. and they have the paper at the door and read yeah, the newspaper yeah. when they wakes up. It's kind of like what I do. Yeah. Um, uh, when I know what's happening in the day, I'll check my diary. Uh, I might check um, what my kids are doing, what my wife's doing on the day, and yeah. that's really what my routine is in the morning. Yeah, good. Uh, and then once I've dropped my son off at school, yeah. then I come in okay. to the academy, and that's when I. That's when I switch on. Yeah. Um, so when I'm here, I'm here. When I'm not here, I'm where I'm <laughs> where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. That's what. I, yeah. And that comes down to having that intent, being present. Presence. In, in, yeah. In the moment yeah. that you're in. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And and if I need to do any work at home, then I would actually <laughs> shut everything out at the kitchen table, and I'll just read what I'm and study yeah, what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. And that can be at the wrong times when my kids are jumping on me and all that sort of stuff, you know? So it's like, oh, kids leave me alone. Oh, I've got to do this. Uh, okay, it can wait. <laughs> so yeah. Spend time with the kids, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. They're only young once, aren't they? They are, yep. They grow yep. up way, way too fast. Yes, but it's fun. It is. Yeah, it's fun having yep. kids. Absolutely. What I often ask of the podcast that I've interviewed so far. Yep. What are three takeaways that you would give, three pieces of advice that you'd give to the listeners if they're thinking about starting up a business or are in a business and finding a bit of a challenge? Believe in yourself. Okay. That's first and foremost. 
Yeah. Um, so you're talking about now not listening to those other voices? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just shut them out. You know, prove them wrong. Prove them wrong. Make, that, that should be your fuel to work harder. Yeah. You know, shut those fuckers up, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's, it's the, just should be your fuel to work harder. Yeah. Um, yeah, just uh, take your time. Patience, I suppose. Yeah. You know? um, don't rush it. Don't ask for it yesterday because it's not going to happen. Yeah. You've got to be able to go through the process of that growth. You know, uh, you can't expect your six-month-old child to know how to clean up their room. Mm. That's, that's a process. Yeah. You can't expect that same child to be able to go to work and earn an income, go to, go to, go to work and work, earn an income to pay for a house. You, that, yeah. That's a process. It takes time. So you, you've got to be in it for the long haul. Yep. And you've got to want it. You yep. know, and you're going to want it badly. You know, so that's the second one. And the third one, <laughs> stop making excuses. Yeah. That happens a lot, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Stop making excuses. Yes. Oh, man, I hear it all the time. You would hear, I, I do. I hear it. <laughs> I do. I hear it. On, I hear it within myself. Yeah. You know, they're, they're the three things that I can give you to take away. Um, or give anyone to take away with. And I think that, um, I think with those three things, lovely, it, it should be able to help some people. You mentioned before too, about some of the things that you got going on at the moment. So you mentioned about you're developing a leadership program. Yes. Can you yeah. tell us a bit more about that? Uh, it's uh, It's based on how I believe someone should be treated and it's based on how to build a business on it as well. Okay. So everyone who comes into our leadership program, no matter what age, from age 10 upwards, has an opportunity to open up their own martial arts academy. That's what I'm training them to do. Okay. Whether they do that or not, that's, that's their prerogative. And they yep. may use it to go on to something else. Okay. So, and that's what I'm providing that for. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at what I do when I before I walk into my academy, especially when I had my community halls and church yeah. halls and all that sort of thing, scout halls. What did I do when I first walked into that dojo or that hall yep. to make it a dojo? What did I needed to do? It needed to be clean. Yep. Every, all the chairs need to be put away. Uh, there needs to be no dirt on the walls. It, it pretty much so. It, it had to be clean. Yeah. And um, and when someone walked in, the and what's the smell that they will smell, and what is it that they will see when they first walk in? So my presentation. Yep. Am I hairy, unshaven, and smell like I've trained all day? And yeah. it's probably likely. So yeah. I need to make sure I showered. Um, yeah, so the program is, is based on that particular part first and foremost. Yep. And then how do you treat people? Okay. Because if you don't love talking to someone, yep. you cannot teach. Cannot do that. Yep. You, if you hate talking to people... If you hate being, if you get stage fright, I, don't know, I get stage fright. But if you get stage fright, get over it. 
Yeah. Um, uh, because if it's what you want to do, yeah. you you've got to put in the hard yards. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It's that work ethic again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Com- you have commit to learning your craft. Absolutely. If that's what you want to do, do it. What, yeah. are you, what are you wasting time for? Talking yourself out of it. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's yeah. easy to talk yourself out of it. Oh, it's so easy. Yeah. 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 We all do it. Um, we do. But some of it do it better than others. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So, but yeah, I just pick it up and run with it. Nice. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you very much for that. Mate, it's my pleasure. Mate, we're about to wrap up, so I think we've I think we've made it. But how can people find you? I think that's important that people can can be, get in touch. Yep. Um, learn about your great academy that you've got going. Yep. And the type of things that you have on offer here. For sure. Currently, uh, they can go to marshalljourney.com. So Marshall M A R T I A L journey.com, all one word. Um, they can go to uh, they can look me up Christian Oakley on Facebook. Oakley Christian on Instagram if they want to do that Um, they can call me if they wish to do that to call the academy the phone numbers on the on the Facebook on the Facebook page and the website okay so Um, on Facebook the academy has a page yep yep yeah uh, Marshall Journey Facebook yep same same spelling Um, Marshall Journey Academy of Martial Arts they can put that in. Okay. So, yeah, I'm pretty easy to find. Okay. Yeah, you can type me into Google and you'll find me. On YouTube? Not on YouTube uh, yeah. predominantly yet. Okay. Yeah. So, we're looking at, at the moment, so we're looking at rebranding. Okay. So, um, so looking into that at the moment. So, yeah. yeah, things could change in the next six to 12 months, but who yeah. knows? Fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so they can contact me anytime they like. Thanks, so, Chris. Yeah, pleasure. Anytime. It's really Mate, I, think, I think we've done it. I think it's been great. I think yeah. yeah I think thanks for sharing. Awesome. Pleasure, anytime. Yeah, thanks for sharing your story. And I think you've brought out some really strong points around uh, you know, what it means to be in business. Yep. And also the, the side of it, a lot, not many people want to talk about. I think many people in business want to keep it that superficial level of, hey, these business is transactional. Yeah. But business is about relationships and that... F- it is. And the first relationship is the relationship you have with yourself. I think first and foremost, if you're going out looking for a relationship to make money, you're in the wrong business. Yeah. Don't do that. No. No, you've got to give yourself for free. Yeah. Yeah, do that. There's my fourth one. Take that away. Fourth one. <laughs> that's a great spot to live because I think that that's a beautiful way to, to, to wrap it up is yep. about yeah. what can you give. Yeah, you can't expect anything back. Please don't do that. That's just beating a dead horse. Lovely. All right, man. Thanks, Chris. Pleasure. Anytime. Looking forward to the next time. Excellent. Cheers, Cheers. Man. Cheers. There you go. Episode number two, done and dusted. What I loved about Chris's journey is his insight into how he had to focus on his own personal growth in order to expand and grow his business. That is so relevant to so many business owners around the world today. In closing, I'd like to thank my wife, Kat, and the kids for their support as I go down this crazy journey of building this podcast and building this business community. Thanks again for coming along and listening. I'm out.